Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And on the turntable this week, we've got Parlour by Friendly Fires. So, Friendly Fires, Dan. This is probably more on the indie side of things than we sort of uh, cover, isn't it? Definitely. So, I think we've gone through the realms of Rachel Stevens. Yes. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. We've, we've steps. steps. We've also, of course, had we began with Pasha Boys New Order, that sort of dance, not dance rock, but that kind of the kind of stuff you'd see in Q magazine and the like. And although we like to think we are a kind of modern day digital audio equivalent of Q magazine, probably a bit close to Smash Hits. Uh, yeah, somewhere between Smash Hits and Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking today about Friendly Fires. I think it's safe to say we're both big fans. Yes, definitely. And probably one of the more up-to-date groups that we're talking about. We talk a lot about older artists. We do, yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you there. However, when we came to chat about this album, I was so surprised with how long ago this album was released. It, it's eight years old, this album, isn't it? Eight years old this week. And, and they haven't released an album since. No, but we have had a few lovely new additions to their uh, to their catalogue, and I'm sure we will come on to talk about them later. We have, yeah. Just waiting for that new album. Waiting patiently. Come on, boys. Well, impatiently, actually. I'm a very impatient person, actually. I am, yeah. Very much so. So, Friendly Fires, for the uninitiated, are uh, from St Albans, uh, which is in Hertfordshire, if you're not aware. I was aware, but thank you for the yes. extra info. Uh, they have been on the scene since 2006. As you've just said, this album is a little while ago now, 2011. And there are three boys in the Friendly Fires. Can you name them? I can certainly. I feel. I always feel terrible when you can only remember the frontman of a band. That, that shouldn't be the case, but it often is. Uh, Ed Ed McFarlane is the frontman. Uh, Liquid Hips, as he's known. By many because he of his gets on down, doesn't he? Oh, I wish I could dance like he dances, and he does it. I'm probably guessing with some of those performances, he's probably sober. Whereas to try even attempt to dance like that, I have to have a, quite a few sherries. Well, I've seen you attempt to dance like that, and to be honest, you look like a uh, a drunk single mother at the local disco <laughs> on a Friday night, and you wouldn't <laughs> mind me saying that. You're quite wrong there, actually. <laughs> Please enlighten me. Who who makes up Friendly Fires with Ed? Uh, so you've got Ed McFarlane, uh, who you've got very misty-eyed over there. And you've got Jack, and you've got Ed, another Ed, Ed Gibson. Yeah. Does Jack not have a surname then? Is he like Cher? <laughs> <in the car? laughs> just Jack. <laughs> Is it just Jack? Uh, it's uh, Jack Savage. Oh. And they have been together since their school days. Hmm. Lovely school band, playing, you know, playing at the end of year show and things like that. Yeah, so I guess it's fair to say they kind of had some more rockier beginnings. That's certainly the sound they were developing through their teenage years. But I think as we'll talk about in this album, they've they've evolved. And from their new sounds, they continue to evolve. Yes. Uh, so the debut album, Friendly Fires, came out in 2008. And it was much more, from what I remember, much more experimental. Whereas Parlour felt a little bit more... I'm, I, Mainstream is the wrong word, but... Um, accessible. Accessible, what a wonderful phrase, yes. I remember the first time I saw them was at Glastonbury, uh, as it would have been in 2011, I would imagine. 
and there was a huge mixed group there dancing along trying to do what Ed does best it was like the crowd was having a collective dry heave (laughs) trying to to replicate those moves it's like an alley full of cats trying to get a hairball up it really was but we had a lovely time Uh, it was like a group of uh, epileptic ferrets (laughs) and sorry apologies to any epileptic ferrets listening to the podcast yes sorry guys so I think for, I don't want to speak on behalf of you, but certainly for me, this second album was much more my cup of tea. I know, I definitely agree. I, I, in all honesty, I don't listen to the first one and this one I listen to quite a lot. Uh, and boys, when this new album finally arrives, just from the first three tastes of it with the three songs that have been released so far, certainly will continue to be up my street. Yeah, we're getting dancier with it, aren't we, with this sound? Yes. And... We're all for it. Oh, absolutely. And uh, should we get stuck in? I think that's a great idea. Uh, So side one, track one of Parlour is Live Those Days Tonight. way to kick things off. Fantastic. In fact, should we get some of the cliches out of the way before we go on? Uh, they really set their stall out for the rest of the album. Yeah. What I, a fun song. I, I love the juxtaposition of... Um, <laughs> in fact, there was no juxtaposition. <laughs> on this one, I think the title really lives up to it. They want to live those days tonight. And I can imagine hearing the song at night and really just kind of living my best life. And I have to say, I'm, and if I said the name Paul Epworth to you, Dan, I think you'd be familiar. Uh, absolutely, but the one name that comes first when you say Paul Epworth is Adele. Absolutely. But and actually, Adele and Florence, two massive yes. voices, two incredible performers. Uh, what a great talent to get involved in this first track. It really is. I think he plays a part in, in the whole album, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I love the... Oh, I can use the word. I love the juxtaposition of those two different styles. This is upbeat, it's kind of dance, indie. It's got a real tropical, almost Hawaiian feel to it. And hold that thought down, because for me, that's what this album, the essence of this album is about. That kind of tropical dance, funk, indie, pop, dance, mix. And And I know that's a lot of, throwing a lot of things into the kitchen sink there, but... um... Cook's not going to be very happy with that. (laughs) Um, and I'd love to know from the boys, and if they're listening, well, I mean, we say this every week. And um, we hear a lot back. And people. some weeks they are listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, what what went into this album? What was the thinking behind it? Because it is a a turn mm. in, in direction. Turn up for the books. Um, a lovely turn up for the books, actually. But I just think the, the recipe of this song, it's, it's got a fantastic beat running throughout it. It's got a very catchy chorus. It's sprinkled with these beautiful electronic moments and I think that is the recipe for the track by track cocktail that's what we love I thought the track by track didn't we agree the other week the track by track cocktail was a slow uncomfortable screw (laughs) up against the wall that wasn't a cocktail (laughs) that was a track by track first date (laughs) time to move on I think 
what a fantastic way to open the album. Let's keep things upbeat. Keep those dancing shoes on, Will, as well. This one is Blue Cassette. I found a tape in my back garden. A blue cassette covered in dirt. And through the dust, the real start turning. And plays a memory story. So Blue Cassette there, and something about that song at this present moment in time for me really rings true. I found a tape in my back garden. Very recently, I cleared out a load of um, what some might call clutter and what I would call treasure uh, from back in the family home, which included a lot of mainly CDs, but there was a few cassettes in there as well. There was Hanson's debut album, um, Middle of Nowhere. I was about to ask, can you remember what it was called? Yes, Nowhere. which featured the hits Mbop and Where's the Love, um, and lots of CD singles as well. So this, I think this is a very nostalgic song, isn't it? It is. This is the third single uh, released off of this album uh, in December 2011. Christmas single. <laughs> I don't think that was what they were going for. <laughs> Just a coincidence. But it's a belter, isn't it? It really is. And just thinking about cassettes, of course... Vinyl has made a big comeback and over the last decade and certainly more so probably in the last half decade is, is huge and now cassettes are coming back. There's cassette store day as well as record store day. What are your feelings on cassettes? Um, I think it's a nice, it's a cute touch to release a cassette but I don't think, I mean I haven't got a means of playing a cassette. I know you haven't. I haven't, no. And for Christmas in the Track by track, Secret Santa. Why are we talking about Christmas so much today? Um, <laughs> well, you love Christmas. You're probably already getting excited about Christmas 2019. I can't lie, I am. Um, you, I received from a, a mystery Santa. Spice a, se- Girls. a secret Santa, if you will. If you will, yes. <laughs> the Spice Girls debut single, Wannabe, on cassette. And it's sitting just around the corner from where you are, Will, at Track by Track Towers, on the shelves. It's very much an ornament feature. I haven't got a cassette player, as you said. But recently, Bananarama have reissued theirs on cassette. I think Kylie's new Great Seats is going to be released on cassette. Are people listening to them on cassette, or is it just a... I think it's just for... Like, yours is sat there very proudly next to your uh, Smash Hits Poll Winners Party Award. And yes. your uh, British Comedy Award. For Best Newcomer. <laughs> and your Lifetime Achievement Award from the Woman's Zone. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, blue cassette there. Yeah, great second track on the album. Fantastic, same that same cocktail that we mentioned before, um, but the beats are even harder. Uh, when I say cocktail, I mean the drink, not what you was alluding to in an alleyway. Just to be clear, that was the name of a cocktail. Oh, sorry. Let's move on to track three, um, and what you might want to do down that alleyway. It's running away. that was running away track three on the album there and things got funky very funky yeah i it's one of my favorites actually on the album i just love how relentlessly uh beaty and meaty it is just that last quarter of the track really kick up a gear yes i agree i jotted down on my notes there about 
there's the middle eight where it kind of breaks down a little bit. There's um, the guitar gets a little bit grungy and then it goes back into that funky feel, but times two. Likewise, I love that song, but do you ever have those songs on an album where it's not in your head, it's not the immediate favourite and it's not <laughs> until it naturally comes on the, in the track list on the album that you remember about it. And for me, that falls here. I knew I, I know I love Luther's Days Tonight. I know I love Blue Cassette. And then this comes on and I think, goodness me, I forgot how much I love this. It's so funky. There's, I love his falsetto in the chorus. There's those bells, the disco bells throughout it. It's a stunning falsetto. And, and yeah, those disco bells. And I was trying to think about what that sound sounds like. I think if Paul was with us, um, he'd know exactly how that sound was created. Paul from the AHA episode, of course. Super, uh, super Deluxe Edition. Who's been knowledge. very busy recently with Record Store Day as well. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, we need Paul on every episode actually to tell us what sounds we're actually trying to describe, don't we? Are you ready to move on to the next one? You ready to step aboard a flight? Yes. Um, I'll put my uh, lovely pattern shirt on. This is an absolute banger. It's on my gym playlist, actually. It's Hawaiian Air. Think much of the in-flight meal? <laughs> did you skip it for a G and T? Yes. Likewise, and I think Ed did too. What a wonderful! Fun really is just. It's a breath of fresh air, actually. Yeah. It's. I almost think it's relentless. That song. It just keeps giving and giving and giving. And when you do see that song live, that's when you really see Ed moving his hips, firing across the stage from one end to the other. Oh, salivating foaming in the mouth yes <laughs> rabid dog I have got rabies actually. when I saw him do this at Glastonbury 2011 I think it was they had some uh, hula dancers with their grass skirts on stage oh lovely touch yeah. yes uh, I probably should have fact checked that before I said it because I'm not 100% sure if that happened or if it was a, a false memory and this was the second single uh, from this album to be released and it reached the dizzying heights of number 92 Two hmm. in the UK. A top 100 uh, single. A top 100 single for the boys there. I mean, this is at the point where the charts were very much on the turn and it really didn't matter from yeah. here on out where you got in the charts. No. And I think Friendly Fire's fan base would, couldn't give two... Monkeys. Yes. Or two parrots. Oh, more, much more apt. Yes. Um, and we'll talk about parrots later, actually. Uh, but not for this track, that's for sure. Oh, this, I think, is, is, is the band's... I said his, because I was just assuming that Ed writes the lyrics. I'm not 100% sure if that's the case. And why don't you just get married already? <laughs> In Hawaii. Oh, Wearing lovely, Hawaiian shirts lovely Hawaiian wedding. Would you, would you give me away? Uh, will you pay for my flight? The lyrics on this song are much more to the point, aren't they? It's knees in my back and watching a film about a talking dog. It's, it's no cryptic poetry here. It's very much laying out what happens on a flight. Not that I've flown to Hawaii. Have you been to Hawaii? I haven't, unfortunately. Um, but I've been to the Isle of Wight, if that uh, is similar. But I think it's exactly the same. <laughs> Saved yourself a few grand there. And unfortunately, they didn't get to go to Hawaii for the video. They did go somewhere a little bit warmer than the UK, than St Albans. 
Uh, they went to Spain. Oh, lovely. So, so your favourite track on the album was that? Do you know what? I think it is. It's the one, as I said before, it's on my playlist. And particularly when there's that middle eight and it breaks down and then it just comes back in really hard for that beat. If I'm on the treadmill, I really go for it after that. So um, certainly my most played track and I think probably my most favourite. Well, funnily enough, we're coming up to my favourite track on the album now. Track number five. This is Hurting. So that was hurting, and as you revealed before, but that's your favourite song on the album. What makes that your favourite song? I just love how funky it is, and the synths in that are like waves. That's a lovely way to put it, and ties in very nicely with one of their most recent tracks. Uh, is it Love Like Waves? Love Like Waves. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. You can just sort of surf through that track and just really just close your eyes and drift away. It's brilliant. It's a fantastic song. Again, uh, as with Running Away, it feels like they've slowed it down a little bit, but it's we're still we're not in ballad territory by any means here. It's just a more chilled version of this fantastic Hawaiian electronic indie sound that they're creating. For me, this one feels like the most digitally made track. It feels like it's all very synthy and computery mm. and not a lot of the guitars and kind of actual drum kit in there. It's probably why I like it. It probably is, <laughs> to be fair. And then around the 30 second, well, about 30 seconds before the end of the track, you think it's going to end, and it's a false ending, and it comes back in for a little reprise. The old classic false bottom. Yeah, false ending, I'd call it. Are you a fan of a false bottom? (laughs) It's very misleading. Yes. Oh, let me rephrase it. Are you a fan of a a false ending, or do you prefer to get it over and done with? No, I love it when you think a song ends, and then it kicks back in again. Yes. Uh, and you have almost another, another 30 second reprieve of the, the track going at full whack. Yeah. It is a bit like, you know, they've bowed and said their goodbyes and then, oh, they're back again. And then you kind of back into the surf again. Yeah. Mm. Lovely analogies today, Will. I well, was on those. yeah, sir. Thank you very much. Have you written them on your hand? Is that what that is? No, that's my shopping list. Oh, okay. So, track six now, we're on to the title track from the album. Wonderful. This is Parlour. So that was, as you mentioned before, Will, the title track, Parlour, and that was written all about Ed's love of Parlour games. Really? Yes. Very much a fan of charades, um, Slap the Butcher. <laughs> slap the Butcher. <laughs> I was thinking about saying the same thing. Really? Yeah. The two alike. Oh, um, dear. It's just with regret, then, that I must say it's time to talk about the fantastic album art. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the back of a parrot. Hmm. A beautiful back of a parrot, actually. Look at those tail feathers. 
Um, and over the top, you've got Friendly Fires and Parlour written. But that parrot shot is stunning. And this was a photograph chosen from the private collection of a Norwegian fashion photographer called Solv Sundsbo. And I really apologise if I pronounced that wrong. It sounds about right, Will, to be honest. Um, I have to be completely honest. It's, it's stunning album artwork. I hadn't noticed before that it was the back of a parrot. I just I kind of saw it was feathers. I didn't realise the angle of it. It's because you don't see colour. No. For me, it's not one of my favourite tracks. It's a nice moment. It's a bit of a breather in the album, actually, isn't it? Time to. I don't want to breathe. I just want to keep going. Yeah. I love like the wave they're on with this. I just want a lot more of that, please. Well, do you know what then? PDQ. Let's, let's shut me the hell up and let's play P- the next song. PFDQ actually. Is the F a profanity? No. What is it? A pretty flipping damn quick. Oh, good. Well, let's see what's happening next. Track seven. Show me life. So that's more like it again. It's picked up, hasn't it? It's not. It's not right up there. The beat's not as quite as hard as Hawaiian Air, for example. But I do like this kind of this mid tempo. It's quite mid tempo, I suppose. Uh, featuring percussion from uh, Stomp. Really? Mm. I wonder what they've been up to since the Royal Variety Show in 1998. It's not really. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> it's the guy from Oxford Circus who plays the patterns. <laughs> <laughs> what a talented guy he is. He's actually. doing a bang-up job, actually. Mm. It's all about the percussion on this one, isn't it? There's, you can hear the steel drum in there. You can hear what sounds like Coke bottles being hit with a chopstick. Uh, moving on now. So we're on to track number eight. And this is True Love. <laughs> So true love there, and this song reminds me so much of a track by Duran Duran called My Own Way, and specifically the night version of that song. So first of all, are you aware of that song, My Own Way? By no, Duran I'm Duran? not. It's not a massive hit of theirs. It was the first song released from the Rio album, but it was released kind of before they'd finished the album, so mm. it was a bit of a oddity in their collection. Uh, and they actually... they changed it heavily for the album as opposed to the single version. But this song, True Love, sounds very much like the single version of My Own Way. And as I said, the night version of that single version. So the night versions by Duran Duran were where where they elongated the tracks, uh, made their own remixes from scratch, if you will. Um, And it's the bass, it's the groove of the bass of this that really takes me back to that song. And listeners, if that made any sense to you at all, please put your answers (laughs) on a postcard. So remember, <laughs> single version of My Own Way, but night version of that track, okay? Uh, I think it's a great track on this album. Our friend Cynthia's back very yes. much for this song. Cynthia sounds are uh, happy. No, great track. 
Really strong one. Um, and we're building back up again, aren't we? Really are. And you know what? It is a fantastic album song. And as we've said many, many times before, that's no bad thing. Track number nine now. This is Pull Me Back to Earth. Did it pull you back down to earth? Well, it did. And again, following on from True Love, I feel like it's very much... There were some fantastic singles from this album. We had Blue Cassette, we had Hawaiian Air. I feel like, again, this is another album track. But what a fantastic album track. The theme, like you said before, the waves running through this album, this the Hawaiian Air that's actually throughout this album. For me, this is very much keeping me in the mood. If I was... Keeping you in the mood for what? Love. <laughs> Just... I could listen to this album, close my eyes, and I could be on a beach somewhere or in a muddy festival field having the time of my life. And boys, we are looking forward to seeing you in just a few short weeks' time. At Glastonbury, yes. Um, although you are performing on a Sunday in which is already a day full of acts that we really want to see. Well, full of track-by-track favourites, isn't it? We've got, and um, we're going to talk about this more over the coming weeks because we're going to be devoting some actual episodes to some of the artists. So actually... Actual episodes. To say anything more... Would be to give it away. So until next time, I've, I've been... I've been Ed's... Oh. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. So just want to mention the album itself and its performance when it was released. So we've got to number six in the UK album chart. Very good. Very respectable. And in the US, uh, it was in the Billboard Top 200 albums. Mm, still quite good, I suppose. Um, it's a crowded marketplace, so yes, absolutely. And the previous album in the UK only got to number 21, so a drastic It was number two on downloads, actually, when uh, when this was a time when downloads were just emerging. Mm. Well, actually, I, they emerged a while before. Um, let's move on uh, to track number 10. Uh, this is Chimes. Definitely were some in there, weren't there? I'm sorry? Chimes. Chimes! Yes, of course there were. That title alone, just because it is listing almost, or naming the instrument involved, uh, makes me think of Flutes by Hot Chip. Second time in this week's episode that you took the wind out of my sails. The words out of your mouth. Uh, I do apologise. Something else I was going to reference, but we're very aligned. We are. And Hot Chip, another band, we're very excited to see. And, this, and, and actually, the naming aside, this track reminded me a little bit of Hot Chip. And I feel like we're on track 10 of an 11-track album, so they're really kind of getting towards the big climax. And I feel like we're in fourth gear now. This song has got a real drive to it. Um, and, you know, as, I, as I'd expect a, a Hot Chip song to be really um, beat-heavy, but it, it's laid back at the same time, if that makes any sense. But let's just hope 
We haven't climaxed too early. No, because that would be... As regular listeners know, we're not a fan of an album that peters out. No, certainly not. And, and you know, so far there's only one track to go. We haven't petered. But yeah, this one, it's softer vocals, but it's got a real power to the, to the chorus, I think. Well, let's find out if we've petered out or not with track number 11 now, which is Helpless. So, Will, I'm dying to know your verdict. We haven't petered out, but we haven't petered in either. I quite like it was more of a kind of more chilled out jam. Yeah. And some of those sound effects, there's, I think there's some birds of paradise in there, and there's some waves and things. Um, I was just thinking, imagine listening to this whole album on a beautiful beach somewhere. Bognorregis or somewhere like that. Oh, absolute heaven. Mm. Really Donkeys all over the place. Can of fosters in your hand. Kids kicking sand on your feet. Oh, it sounds bliss. Absolutely ideal. Uh, but no, imagine being on a tropical, unspoilt tropical island with hardly anyone around you listening to this. That would be actual bliss, with a, wouldn't it? With your straw hat on, a pina colada in your hand. And dancing in the rain. No, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. I personally think it's a great end to the album because it has all the elements of everything that's been going on throughout the album, but it just slows it down for the for the end. So, we're at the end of the album. We've got some further listening now. Dan, what are we going to be doing with our further listening for Friendly Fires? Well, you know, they've kept us waiting eight years for the new album. So, prior to this, we've only got two studio albums to go from. So, we've said, to heck with it, let's choose our favourite Friendly Fire song, or certainly one that we'd like the listeners to hear in case this is their first taste of them. So, Will, I'd love to invite you to go after me. Um, (laughs) And my song is going to be... It's a track that is by no means um, a deep cut or anything like that, but it's an absolute favourite during a live set of theirs. So this is Kiss of Life. Kiss of Life there, one of those awkward singles that sort of arrived after the first album and then later became a bonus track on the deluxe version, but a fantastic song. I think, Will, I'd love to know what you think. Yeah, I do like it. Again, Stomp uh, around. Stomp featuring on that track, yeah. But it's very easy to chant along with that, isn't it? Yeah. And probably for them, one of their iconic tracks. This, I think I saw them last year at All Points East. Uh, and this song was the moment where they let out the confetti. Uh, it's always a lovely moment, isn't it, in a set? Yes, it was lovely. And I got a... I don't mean to blow my own trumpet here, but um, I got a fantastic Instagram story of that. 
um, which has had many compliments from friends and fans of the podcast. Oh, I don't remember seeing that, actually. No, you do. I'll, I'll show you again later. It's very unmemorable. Oh. Uh, so that was, uh, that was a lovely selection. Thank you very much. Uh, shall I... Uh... We could end the podcast now? Or no, I'm, no, I'm not done. So for my selection, um, this is not promo for the new album, but uh, my choice is Love Like Waves. there and this was the first track from Friendly Fire since 2012 the Olympic year and it feels like a lovely evolution of their sound from the previous album because it's still even the title to the track itself still has that wonderful beach vibe about it and yes it's continued through the percussion and the, the production in it as well absolutely yeah it feels like you know, it's been a lot of years since Parlour came out, so it feels like the band have moved on, of course, uh, in their sound. But this is not a million miles away from Parlour at all, is it? It's very much a continuation. Yeah. And we've had a couple more tracks since this one came out, giving us more of a tease. And they're almost going even further in that dance direction. Yeah, with very their, much With so. their new music. Particularly with Lack of Love, which is a cover. Oh, that's lovely. It was a real toss-up for which one I went with, actually, between yeah. that and that. Likewise, actually, Lack of Love was one that I was umming and ahhing about. Um, I have to say, Lack of Love is the one song I'm most looking forward to in their Glastonbury set this year. So if they don't play it, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> Uh, as if they're not going to be using the opportunity to showcase some of the new music. And it'd be lovely, boys, to hear some new tracks as well. So even would. more new tracks. Yeah. Uh, nothing better than having a, being at Glastonbury, being a little bit merry, dancing to some old favourites and then dancing to something new as well. I love when a group, in moderation, performs new tracks at a gig. It always feels like you're getting, you're being shared a secret. Yes, Definitely. So we're out of time. That's the end of the Parlour by Friendly Fires episode of Track by Track. Do let us know what you think. Absolutely. If you've enjoyed Friendly Fires, if you've enjoyed the podcast, um, or if you'd like to correct us on something we said wrong, because we have had a few of that, a few of those things. Recently. We have, and we invite very them. much appreciated. Yes. yes. So on Twitter and Instagram as well, actually at Move to Trash UK. Don't forget that hashtag Track by Track. But please do. Let us know what you think on Apple Podcasts by giving us a rating and a review. That would be absolutely lovely. And that will help us bring our thoughts and album selections to a wider audience as well. Yes, we're going global, guys. Uh, Attempting to. So, Dan, what's coming up? Who's coming up next week? So, next week, I'll I'll give you a hint of a tease. We have um, a solo artist, a male American. You could say he's actually he's more of a producer than a singer, although he has sung in a couple of songs. And we're celebrating 20 years of an iconic album. Is it Michael Stipe? It could be his twin. <laughs> so I've said too much. To say, <laughs> to say anything more would be to give it away. So uh, we look forward to having you join us again next time. Uh, until then, 
I've been Ed Gibson. And I've been Paul Epworth. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>